fuck America. Hackers and the cost to our economy. The word of the week is ransomware, and this is kitchen table politics. Sometimes we serve coffee, sometimes cocktails, always our opinions. You went back to politics. Did I say that? You did. Oh, kitchen table I think conversations. It's okay. I know, okay. but I think we should. I think we should let it be politics today, because it's about hackers and uh, the cost to the economy. <laughs> yeah. I am, yes, I am like, <laughs> oh my goodness, my brain isn't working, I've had a rough, we've had a rough week, the whole Have family. You? With family, oh yeah, I know, I know, yeah. I'm so sorry, and I, I, I've been, I've been messaging and thinking about it. So, yeah, going back and forth, trying to decide whether to go home or yeah. not go home. So. Well, I'm not sure exactly what you can do, they have a bunch of people helping and, you know, I mean, yeah. maybe you could be there for your brother, but. I don't know if that's going to be helpful or irritate. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't realize how much I was, like, tired. My brain was tired until recently, like this morning. Yes. My niece had an accidental overdose, and she is in a coma right now. And we are waiting for her to wake up. Thank you so, so much for saying the truth about that, because my feeling, I have a lot of feelings about that. Yeah, obviously, because I was a drug addict. And uh, the the guy that I was dating when I was a drug addict, who was my cohort, you know, my partner in crime and like like legitimately my partner in crime. Yeah, he died uh, from our excessive use of drugs. And, you know, I, I had a bottom that was a lot higher than his bottom. And I decided to get clean. I had I had more feelings about my life was worth living than he did. And uh, so I got clean many, uh, you know, a year and a half or two years before he died. And, of course, because I got clean, I stopped hanging out with him. Right. And then he did, when he died, I had a lot of guilt, you know. But then his whole family said he had a heart attack. Well, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did have a heart attack. But it was because of drugs. It wasn't because he would have had a heart attack if he never touched drugs. Right. And so I feel like that's what's happening is that the, I, 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 maybe I'm overly sensitive to it because of this issue that I have, because of my history, but I, I see all the postings and the stuff about it, and it's like she's, you know, it doesn't seem truthful. Well, I think it's truthful. It's just that she isn't allowed to speak right now. She can't That's speak true. for herself. That's so true. it's not our story to tell, I feel like. Yeah, you know, she's right. She has small children. Yes, I agree with that. I know that. This fentanyl that yeah. is in her system right now that was in a Percocet that she thought she had. This is the words from her husband that she did not get prescribed for. Right. And that's what happened. And I think that what happened is that the fentanyl is, it's a deadly thing. And I think yeah. that next you know, we will we'll do an episode on it because yeah. my daughter lost a very good friend to a fentanyl overdose. Yeah. And I mean, somebody she cared about a lot. And that so that's something that we need to discuss. It's a it's yeah. a really big problem here yeah. in the United States. So it's it's, it's tragic. And, um, you know, it took fentanyl. I've been watching I've watched a lot of documentaries about pill mills and you know, that kind of stuff because because I find it interesting and 
it's it's really heartbreaking what doctors and you know what money makers <laughs> get away with right and the cost of human lives in order to uh make a buck right and now that fentanyl was introduced you know that's a two it's a two-edged sword to me like fentanyl is fucking terrible at the same time fentanyl's the thing that's making people look at this epidemic because you can't fuck around. I mean, you can't fuck around with fentanyl or you can die. Right. And people do it anyway because people who are who are on dope don't think about that. It's unexpected. You think, I mean, how many times have you gone over to a friend's house and you're in pain and they're like, hey, man, I got this, you know, whatever. Yep. It's Hydrocodone. not a Tylenol. But, right. you know, doctor <laughs> prescribed it to me. You should be fine or something yeah. like that. I've given, yeah, I've given some, I have a friend with back pain. I, I gave her an entire bottle of hydrocodone because I didn't, wouldn't take it. Exactly. What if there was a, a bad, bad pill in there? Uh, I don't, I, I, I'm withholding my, my thoughts because I, I don't have enough information. I have a lot of knowledge about drugs and drug use and how drugs are administered in order to be fatal. And so I, I have feelings about what the story that we're getting, but I'm just not going to say anything because it would be ignorant to say it, you're right, before she had a chance to speak and really to ever say it. Yeah, well, my brother's, I mean, like he said, he's, he's waiting for her to wake up so he can know what happened. And she might not remember what happened. Uh, you know, I mean, True. it's entirely possible. This is a, this is she, you know, she OD'd. You know, when, when you, when you go... For the, yeah. When the lights go out, there, you know, I think there's a big percentage of the time you don't remember what happened. Yeah, and then she happened. has had so much physical trauma from it. And, and like what we can say and what we do know is that she had, um, sh she vomited right. during CPR and it got in her lungs. And that's what has been, they, I think that the, the Narcan could have saved her right away. Um, but. But for that, and that right. when you when you get now, let's pray to God there's no COVID in that hospital, and she doesn't get COVID while she has uh, aspiration pneumonia, which is what it's called when you get that when that happens in your lungs. I mean, this would be a terrible time for that. Yeah, that would be. And, and um, I'll change the subject. Speaking of COVID, uh, my old boss who was in the Pfizer trial and did did receive the Pfizer vaccination. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah. He, he had the Pfizer vaccination during the trial. And so, you know, like I got vaccinated in March, mm -hmm. but he got vaccinated like six or eight months prior to that because he was in the trial. Oh, wow. Well, he just got uh, diagnosed with COVID yesterday. He got COVID. Holy crap. He's the first person I know who is vaccinated who got COVID. However, he didn't get real. He just got like cold symptoms. Yeah. Now he can spread it. I mean, he's got COVID. Oh. So, you know, that's the thing. Like, I yes, as see. vaccinated people, we are less susceptible to COVID, or or at least we're, we're less susceptible to getting it, and we're less susceptible to getting really sick if we do get it. Right. You know, or being hospitalized or dying. But we can get it, and we can carry it around. Oh, my goodness. I don't know how much less, um, I don't know how much less contagious we are because of the virus i haven't seen anything about that but that it was a kind of a slap in the face to to hear that i mean he's getting uh, follow-up tests to make sure it was not a false positive yeah you know but he had a cold and you know this man never got sick i mean 
I worked with him for like eight years, and he he never got sick. Like once in eight years, I ever saw him get sick. And so he got sick, and he went to work like five days sick. I'm like, what a fuckhead. During COVID, why would you go to the office when you're sick? Yeah. Especially after we all learned how to work from home. <laughs> you know, he, and he went there, and he played Scrabble all day. What? At his fucking office. I, I'm just saying that. I wasn't there. I didn't see it. <laughs> but like he... <laughs> I'm just speaking from experience that he didn't go there to necessarily because he had all the substantive work that he had to get done that if he didn't, if he physically wasn't there, it would be the end of the world. He went there because he wants to go there. Not, you know, just because he wants to go there. Well, then, you know, you've talked about this man being depressed or all of that. At least, at least he wants to get out of the house. I mean, that's well, really that's true, the thing. but he wants to carry COVID to his employees. <laughs> I mean, I was just thinking how, like, I mean, it, you know, during the time of COVID, if you're sick, stay your fucking ass home. And in fact, from now on, for the rest of time, when you're sick, stay your ass home. Right. You know, and if you have to take work without pay, then you have to adjust your budget because uh, wages are getting better. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I hate to be a bitch about that, but like, you're going to knock out a whole bunch of other people. Right. And at this time, you might kill them. That's been like forever. Like forever. People and people still do it. They still go and I, in And I mainly, I mainly blame the employers because they expect you to work when you're sick. But I also blame the kiss-ass, brown-nosing, fuckhead employees who go in when they're sick like they're some, you know, like they're doing somebody a favor. Right. Well, you know. that's our mentality as a as a United States of America. Like yeah. our mentality is you get up, you pull your, you know, bootstraps, you pull yourself up by the bootstraps and you get in there and you do it. Oh, fuck that. And then you get everybody sick and then nobody can do right. it. Right. I mean, it's it's crazy the way we think that work. We just think that work is our life instead yeah. of lo- work is something we do in life. Yeah, we work to live, we don't live to work. Right. That's what I think. Yeah, the my the analogy I like is uh is when I was uh young, when uh when I was in high school, I was in this play, it was a musical. I can't remember, I was a nun, isn't that fucking hilarious? <laughs> but um <laughs> I was a singing nun and it wasn't Gidget, but um <laughs> but anyway, I was uh I was in this play and we all would like share sodas at practice, you know, and pass our sodas around. And it was probably the sound mo- of music. It wasn't. I would remember that. Oh, one day. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it, was, it was much more obscure than that. Oh, um, I'll have to. I'll have to Google like f- singing nun plays or something and see if I can't find it. But um, <laughs> and I really, I really like. I was excited. It was fun. You know, I was really into it. I had a good part. You know, and then uh, we all shared sodas that you know took sips off of each other's sodas during practice, and I got mono. Well, I don't know if I got a first or if I got a third or whatever, but the entire cast got mono and the play did not go on. (laughs) And, you know, and so it makes me think of that at this, at work, you know, like, wow, the play will, the play will not go on, you know, (laughs) if you, if everybody gets sick. And so it just doesn't make sense to, you know, have behaviors that cause, um, at work that cause everyone to other people to get sick. No, it doesn't benefit the employer or anyone. No, it doesn't, but you're right. And they, and they want you to get the work done at all cost. 
I know. That's it. what and it is. They want the they want more bang for their buck. And people are getting even more that way because they're being forced to pay higher wages. And so they're man, they really want they they want you to be a slave because they feel like pissed that they have to give more wages. I think it's funny. A I saw a sign at Taco Bell. I was driving by Taco Bell and I said and it says um starting at a nine dollars an hour. It did? Yeah. It said the one I saw said fourteen dollars and sixty two cents an hour. Well that's an awesome and that's here. But this now, is, might, it might have been it might have been on my vacation that I saw that. Oh, because it wasn't here. I mean, mm-hmm. not down here in Corpus Christi. Nine dollars right. an hour, and I was cracking up. That's pretty pathetic. I thought, and they are proud of that. You know how much that is a year? Yeah, like thirty. No, honey, like nine dollars. I think it's twenty two thousand. It might be. It might be that ten dollars an hour is twenty two thousand dollars a year. Oh my god! I know. I figured that out when I was in school. Uh, when I because I was like, oh, if I get a job that makes eleven dollars an hour, I make twenty four thousand dollars a year. Well, fuck that. <laughs> who, who can survive on that? You know, nobody. And that was back in like two thousand and one that I was having that epiphany. This is like twenty years later, and they're still trying to pay that shit. Right? Oh no, they, I know, I know. You know, and then and I have to say, if it was fourteen sixty two an hour at Taco Bell in. Seattle, because I was just on vacation in Seattle and Portland and Eugene. Then, you know, gas was like four bucks a a gallon. Wow. Yeah, everything was more expensive. So it wasn't like that was some incredible wage. It was like that was the cost of living there. Yeah. is You're still just as poor as making $9 an hour in Corpus. Right. Exactly right. If you work at Taco Bell, you're fucking poor. You know, that's all there is to it. And that's, that's just so sad because... I eat at Taco Bell sometimes. I hate to admit it. Not when I'm on a diet. (laughs) (laughs) Like, God damn it. I feel so bad. Like, I'm like, okay. But there, and everybody's always so happy and nice there. I wonder if they're a good employer. Because the people who uh, greet you at the window there are really nice. I don't know. And chipper. I don't know. I mean, the last few times, I noticed it. I was like, how could you be so happy when your job smells like that? (laughs) You know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's, Uh, I don't know. Maybe everybody that's there is just high. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, that would be good. That would be, that would be preferable. Oh, speaking of high. So yeah, tell us about your vacation. (laughs) Yeah. So I did get some gummies there because I couldn't take the gummies I have. Because you flew. Because I flew and it's, and, and I'm, I guess I'm just this big fucking criminal <laughs> as a couple of gummies, you know, but, uh, and I'm admitting, admitting it on, you know, live, whatever the fuck this is. <laughs> and, um, and the cops are going to beat my door down and take my gummies is what I'm fearful. Anyway, so I got some gummies there and they were so great. I loved those gummies so much. And, um, and then, you know, Morgan, <laughs> she never, she never smokes pot or anything anymore. And I gave her a gummy and she got all paranoid. <laughs> like, oh, shit. I can't believe it. Like, I'm okay on the gummy and you're not. And she's like the young hip one. She was like, I, and I offered her another one the next day. She's like, no, mom. Oh, wow. I cannot take those anymore. <laughs> I was like, okay. But, um, and I ended up giving them to, oh, speaking of, we went through a drive-thru, like a, a oh, it was a drive-thru coffee place called Dutch's Coffee. They have those all over the place. Oh, cool. And I gave the girl at the window the rest of my gummies before we went to the airport. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> As a tip. <laughs> she was like, you're awesome. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't want them to go to waste. I bet that happens a lot. 
People are, you got to hang out near the airport if you want a bunch of, mer- of THC products. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Portland, the, everybody is much more mindful of uh, COVID behaviors outside of Texas. I mean, at least on the West Coast. So you have to wear a mask everywhere inside. Some people do it outside all the time, which I find silly. I mean, outside's outside, but I mean, you do what you do what everybody's doing because you don't want to be an asshole, right? And um, so, like in Seattle, it was a little bit better than Portland, like a little bit less restrictive than Portland. Seattle was, um, it was still everybody inside wore a mask. Really? Yeah, that's great. I didn't know how I felt about that. I was kind of annoyed because I felt like probably more people are vaccinated here than anywhere else because it's such a liberal area, but then they're being extra over the top on top of it. And I thought, well, that's just, you know, paranoid. And But then I got back and, and Jim has COVID, so I'm like, okay, maybe that's not paranoid. <laughs> and um, there's this there's variant that's spreading around and there's yeah, so many people that won't say, get vaccinated. California has that variant broadly Rampantly, huh? and mm-hmm. so i mean you weren't that far from it so that's why right. probably and, and you know and we have uh, angela won't get vaccinated my sister and she has little kids and she and i got really into it where i just ripped her a new one on facebook which i probably was a little overly harsh but i was like really really mean about it because she was posting stuff about like about the incentives that people are giving to do to take vaccines being weird and um and like suspicious and stuff and like i was like how dare you i'm like you know if you don't want to take a a vaccine don't but don't try to influence what other people think and feel about taking a vaccine she posted something that was actually taken down by facebook because it wasn't true right fucker She's so, you know, I mean, like, she's so brainwashed. And so then, and I did, and she hides it from me because she doesn't want me to rip her a new one like I did. <laughs> and, and so, uh, because she's my sister, you know, like, I may hold my tongue with other people, but with my sister, I fucking let it rip because, because she's my sister. Yeah. And I, and I told her I was disappointed in her and disgusted with what she was saying and that she needed to take it down. And how would she feel if people were acting? Just imagine, I was, I, I kind of like, I went below the belt too, which I'm not really proud of, I have to say, um, because her husband died of brain cancer and it was very tragic and horrible. And, um, and I was saying, you know, there's all these people out there whose family members and loved ones have died from COVID and you are posting this shit right? That how do you think that makes them feel? And I said, how would you feel if somebody else was posting a bunch of shit about the cure for brain cancer that was out? And she was like, she didn't say anything, but I also thought, yeah, that was kind of low. Yeah. <laughs> I probably should not have gone there, except I just wanted her to understand that 600,000 people lost, I mean, 600,000 people died. Therefore, how many people lost their loved ones? Right. A lot. You know, this is not a fucking, you know, joke that you get to just post your fucking opinions about science about, you know? Yeah, and and that's what it is. It's an opinion about science. It's not fact about science. Right. And that's the difference of what people are doing. It pisses me off when they sit there and say things that they know nothing about and post things that they've seen on Fox News or they get from some obscure site bullshit exactly 
some lie, some fucking liar show. And so um, there was a girl on the train. So we went to Seattle and we stayed for three days and it was so amazing. And we saw this Chihuly um, glass. Eddie, everybody should look it up. Chihuly is this glass blower artist that has these installations. And this was like a garden installation. It was so, so, so beautiful. And um, it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And I will never buy another vase as long as I live because it'll be <laughs> like a piece of shit compared to that. Wow. And so, like, nothing is as beautiful as that is kind of how I feel. But then, um, so then uh, we did a few, th we went to the, on the Space Needle. That was, like, totally amazing. It's a tourist thing everybody should do. They didn't have the restaurant open because of COVID, but it was really, really amazing. Lots of restaurants were open. And then we rode the train to Portland, the Amtrak, so we could, like, see everything, and it was so beautiful. And on the train ride, it was a girl who's sitting next to us who her job was to contact trace for COVID. So she was very, very knowledgeable about COVID, <laughs> all the different stuff about it. And so we got to talking. She was knowledgeable about uh, about Seattle and Portland, too, because her family's like an old family there. And so she knows all the history, and it was really neat. We had like our own little tour guide. Neat. She told us all this these great stories about the history while we were riding through the mountains. It was just amazing. So anyway, she was talking. Her perspective was really interesting about these incentives that the governments, different governments are offering for getting vaccinated. Mm -hmm. This is the thing Angela was posting about that pissed me off so bad, about how suspicious it is that incentives are being offered to people to get vaccinated. Right. And so what she was saying is, in her family particularly, there were people who didn't want to get vaccinated. Or, you know, there was a whole group of them that were like anti-COVID vax. And then when they offered the incentive, then the ones who really wanted to do it but didn't want to get in hot water with their family or go against the thing that their family members believed, then they used the incentive as an excuse to get the vaccination, they didn't really think they were going to win the lottery or whatever it was, you know, but they, they were able to use that as an excuse for why they did it. Wow. And she said she saw that happen quite, quite, quite a bit. And we, we haven't seen it because Texas won't do that. They won't offer an incentive. We don't see that. Right. But um, she said she saw a lot of cases where it enabled people to make the decision who were either, you know, vacillating about it, not sure, wanted to do it kind of, but were kind of didn't want to, but that it tipped him over. And that others that it used it as an excuse with their families who were politicizing it. Wow. I can't imagine being part of a family that you would be, for your decisions, you would be ostracized for your decisions. Like, that's right. crazy to me that a, that a family has that kind of hold on you, that you can't make your own decision. Yeah, I mean... That blows my mind. That does. Uh, yeah, I don't think anybody in uh, in my family would do that. And, um, and Susie, my stepmom, who was with us on our trip, she had COVID. She got COVID, and... Uh, she still has no sense of taste or smell. And it was spending nine days with her, or it was really like six days, but, um, and eating so many meals with her and seeing the effect of losing your sense of taste and smell is like, she couldn't, like, we would, it, there were flowers everywhere there because it's so lush and beautiful. 
And she enjoys all that. And like, I'm like, oh, do you smell the honeysuckle? She's like, no. Oh. You know, do you smell the coffee? Oh, that's nice coffee. We went to like a really nice coffee place. You know, nope, she can't smell the coffee. When did she get it? She got it. I, I, I'm trying to remember when she, it was a while back. Oh, I didn't know that she got it. Yeah, she got it. And then she didn't know, she had very mild symptoms. Okay. But the symptoms that she got that, that suck are she lost her uh, taste and smell. And you, I guess what happens, this is what she told me, and she's a nurse. She, or was a nurse. She told, she told me that when you lose your sense of taste or smell with COVID, the typical thing is, is that you either lose it for three weeks and start to gain it back, or you lose it for a year and start to gain it back, or you lose it forever. Oh my gosh. And so she's in the hoping for the year category now. Um, she can't, she, I remember the things that she could taste. She tasted lemon and she tasted, it was like a couple things that she was like, I could taste that, you know, and, or smell it, you know, and it was, uh, lemon. There were like four things the whole time that she was like, oh my gosh, I can, I can taste that. I can smell that. Oh. I know. Just think like both of us love to cook. Yeah. You know, I mean, just imagine if you. How much of the joy of your life is gone when you can't use two of your senses? Yeah, it's awful. I, I you know, I've thought about that frequently. Mm -hmm. That that would be so bad, so bad. Yeah. I know, and I mean, granted, it doesn't kill you, you know. So no, but it so takes a lot of joy. It takes a lot of joy away in the middle of a fucking pandemic where you can't even have social activity. And I mean, just like insult to injury. Right. You know, I mean, like what, you know, how many things can you take away from somebody and then expect them to still thrive? Right. You know, and so, but mom's handling it really well. And, um, you know, she's, she's a trooper and she's really fun. And we had so much fun and she got to know Matthew better. And, you know, Matthew's really fucking funny. Yeah. So like he gets on a roll and starts telling some story or making some shit up and just getting on some kind of like <laughs> saying some shit that, that he just keeps going and you're just laughing really hard. Well, he made mom like practically pee her pants like three times. <laughs> And then, like we're in the we're in the car. We did a lot of driving. Or Matthew drove the whole time, so we're in the car, and and he start. And mom's like, Matthew, just don't talk. She's like, I have to pee. And if we we need to get to a convenience store before you start talking, <laughs> like, it's so funny. Uh, even that was really funny. But he made her. He was just got off on tangents that were so hilarious, and she just couldn't even hold it in. That's great. I know. It See, awesome. those are the things when she comes to visit me. It's like we have such a good time. Uh, yep. I mean, it's she's great. Just, it is. It, she's <laughs> she's really patient with Morgan. Oh, really? Uh huh. She is. Like Morgan is a lot, you know. Sometimes, and um, I mean, she just is like she knows how to really appreciate Morgan's good parts and not focus on things that are difficult or to deal with with Morgan or that are stressful with Morgan. Mom's really good at balancing stress. Yeah, she is. And yeah, so I, 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 it was good for me to spend that time with her on the road with Morgan because I watched how she did that and I took a few notes <laughs> so that I could maybe, 
you know, do a little better in the future because Morgan gets under my skin really easily and vice versa. Yeah. And, you know, I'm the mom, so it's really my job to try to figure out how to how to avoid that and to enjoy our time together as much as possible. We had like we had like one one really tense moment. But beyond that, we had tiny little ones, but they weren't bad. Nice. So, and and the tense moment uh got let go because there's an issue with be, being able to let go of things. Oh. <laughs> just let it go. Right. Just move on. Right. And then there's a trouble with that. And so, but we were able to do that and um, that's progress for sure. Well, I'm glad you had a really good time. Oh yeah. It was fucking awesome. It was probably my, one of my favorite vacations ever. Nice. I have to say. Yeah. Matthew's like, let's move here. I'm like, babe, don't you understand every vacation you want to move there? But if we move there, you're still going to have to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it isn't going to be vacation if we move there. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a thing with people. They think that once they move there, like when we lived in Charleston, that was a thing. Like people would be, oh, I want to move here. And then they would. And then they're like, uh, yeah. This isn't as great as I thought. Yeah. <laughs> it costs money. The traffic yeah. is hell. You're not living yeah. at the beach all the time, not doing nope. anything. <laughs> right. I know. You're not relaxing, you know, for weeks at a time. Right. You know? I mean, how it is. no, vacation is a vacation. And it's really expensive there. So, you know, like I started looking at, you know, it's funny. It's not as expensive. I'm sitting there saying that, but. In Portland, we started looking up houses to buy just for fun. And, I mean, they weren't that much more expensive than Austin. I mean, they were the same as Austin. Wow. Uh, Round Rock maybe is a little cheaper. But um, but really, Portland area is about the same as Austin area, which I was like, wow. Austin has Austin has uh, taken, uh, taken a dive because the income and the wages are not going up as much – even close to the cost of living. No, not even. So we're we're actually going down on most desirable places to live, I'm sure. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's full. That's what happens when people mm -hmm. go and they visit and then they want to live there. <laughs> yep. That's been happening forever. But Right. Yeah, I used to have this t-shirt that said, I never wore it in public because Austinites are nicer than that. But um, the, the t-shirt said, welcome to Austin. Please don't move here. We hear Dallas is great. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, you know, that's a that's an asshole T-shirt. But um, but I'll wear it around the house. <laughs> we used to. I used to have a Charleston one. It says like, "Welcome to Charl." It, what did it say? It said, "Welcome to Charleston. Now go home." Now go home. <laughs> I know. It's like, I know, but that's like I, I I like I think it's funny, so I enjoy it. Yeah. But I don't want that to be the message I'm putting out in my <laughs> when I'm walking around because that's like uh, that's like Republicans and immigrants. You yeah, know? like I'm not trying to be that way, but at the same time I'm like, oh fuck, like 200. What I guess there was some time when I knew 250 people a day were moving to Austin, and you know our roads were never getting fixed. They never got fixed. I don't know how many millions of people came here, but. There's just potholes everywhere that they're just banging their cars around on. I know, you know? it's so, terrible. Whatever, yeah. It's terrible. When that, oh my gosh, speaking of potholes, and I know this isn't really part of it, but that Miami building collapsing. Oh my God. Oh. You talk about infrastructure. Oh no fucking shit. Like, I mean, those guys are going to just file bankruptcy and get the fuck out. Oh. 
Well, they own but more they need than to that be building. held criminally liable for that. I hope so. Well, there yeah, has to because, be criminal liability for that. Well, negligent the, homicide. Yeah. Well, these. Um, I know that there was one lady that had documented all of her times that she had complained. Oh. So that's good. That is good. She's, you know, I mean, and it wouldn't be negligent homicide. It would be negligent mass murder. Oh, my God. Because it isn't the homicide of one person. It's the homicide of, well, what is it, 14 confirmed and 140, yeah. like, missing, yeah. which you can just assume are dead. Right. Well. You know, now you can assume they're yeah. dead. It's been too long. It's been a week. So. Right. I mean, if anybody survived, it's a miracle, and maybe there will be a miracle, but there ain't going to be 140 miracles. No, there's not. You're right. And, I mean, like, then now they're checking every building those people had a hand in. Yeah. And they, and, and they, and they were reporting that one of them that those same builders built had been maintained and upgraded all along, and... Um, and uh, what's the word for it when you add to it but anyway they had they've been doing that all along and that building's fine because because they've been doing what they're supposed to do like the fucking electric grid here they've been maintaining right they've been noticing something needs to be done and taking care of it right which is you know not what republican government uh, government does but did you see ron desantis say that um biden was did a great job and his response was Really, no, I didn't. He was see really that. grateful for his response. There was a, a press conference, and Biden sat with him, and and uh, Biden was saying, "Okay, we're going to do whatever it takes. This is an emergency. We're going to help you. We're bringing in this. We're doing this. We're doing that." And Ron DeSantis was like, "Thank you so much. This is the kind of response that we need." And you know, I mean, what would Trump do, even for his buddy? I don't know. They exactly. wouldn't even. He'd be like, "Oh shit, that's too bad for you." <laughs> yeah, the only thing that you know? I saw was the was the media conference where this lady was asking Ron, "What's he going to do? Like, he's not doing enough." <laughs> right. Well, and I don't think anybody can do enough in that situation. No, and I don't know uh, what and, what he could do. I mean, like, like right, they brought in he... people from Israel that knew how to take care of earthquakes Excavate. and stuff like yeah. that. So, and that's really yeah, what so it is. so they're doing the best they can do. What What is he going to do going forward to make regular, to, to embrace regulations right. as a Republican right. that that make sure these kind of things don't happen again in the future if possible. Right. And, and he's going to do nothing. That's what he's going to do. Because, uh, but there was speculation that he's going to get ostracized by his party for saying nice things about Joe Biden. Well, that's just too bad because... Because that's happened to a whole bunch of those fuckers it, if they say one nice thing. Well, the infrastructure right now, and the problem is they don't want to blame the corporations that build these things. They don't want to build... They don't want to... Of course. Point their fingers to contractors. So... Yeah, of course. That's why you, the infrastructure, it's... That's what it is, people. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Ooh. And it comes down to, I mean, the, all the arguing about infrastructure being what? So infrastructure is broadband. Right. Because that's how you get the necessary information into all the places to be able to do shit. Yep. Like fix things, right? How you can watch a YouTube video about how to fix something. Yes. You know, which everybody does. Yeah. 
And and then, you know, how the electric grids, right? That's infrastructure. Right. You know, the the the, the, the all the arguments, oh, you know, the the Republicans seem to want to define infrastructure as roads, buildings and bridges only. Yes. Well, welcome to the come on, jump into the new millennium because it's already 21 years after the start of that. <laughs> <laughs> and right? you're right. That you're absolutely right. That they and that is the cyberware. Like this that's going into right. the cyber attacks of what right. is happening. And it's because yeah. they will not include internet into infrastructure and that's what we need to do i mean the cyber crime alone is going to cost the world 10.5 trillion that's with a t annually by 2025 2025 is what four years away yeah i mean that's a that's that's high school yeah it's i mean it's and then it is expected to grow 15 percent annually after that they just want to obstruct everything. I mean, it, this is just like everything else. Like, they just want to obstruct everything. They just want to distract and uh, uh, and obstruct and then pocket some money. Yeah. It's all about pocketing the money and right. not blaming corporations. Just like the Trump tax thing that he's going through right now, which w- is going to come to a big old head when his yeah. ex-lawyer or whatever he is when he decides to give it up and tell everything that he's actually that Trump is actually not paid, are you talking about Giuliani? Or are you talking about the CEO guy? The CEO guy, company? wine. Okay, yeah, whatever his name is. The guy that was the guy that was behind the scenes, and he, he doesn't look like anybody you'd ever notice. Right, right. Well, you yeah. saw that, didn't you? See that Giuliani got disbarred. Yes, I did. Or no, see he that. didn't get disbarred. His his law license got suspended. Okay, that's, what it was. that's a difference. Tell me what that. Di- yeah, there's a difference. Okay. So it's a suspension right now. It could lead to a disbarment, but he's suspended at the moment, which means he can't practice law for some period of time. Good. Yeah, because he's not that you know. Because he's he should have lost it just because he's feeble. Ugh. I mean, <laughs> you know, just because he's not all there. Right. I think he lost it for criminal reasons. Yeah. I think it was something to do with him not telling the truth during one of the... Lying under oath. Yes. That's it. (laughs) Right. That's what it was. (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing that Bill Clinton got impeached for. Wow. Lying under oath. You know? Well, see, that's just it. Like, this guy, I just, I'm kind of on this on the fence about this whole Trump thing. And the reason why is because I feel like they're going after such piddly little things that it makes it seem like petty. Well, well, I hear what you're saying, but they have to build their case. So so they're doing it the way they do it. And it's Alan Weisselberg is his name. Yeah, there you go. And I guess he worked for Trump for like, I don't know, 30 years or something. I mean, right. who the fuck could stay with Trump for 30 years? Oh, my God. You got to be, what is wrong with that guy? Right. Um, and then, but I guess in the beginning, the things I've heard is, in the beginning, he started out being, um, like, you know, he lived in a regular house, and it took him a long time to, like, accept the, the, I guess, the bribes, <laughs> accept <laughs> the, um, you know, the increases in affluence that came along with that job. And so, like, finally, now he has a big mansion, and his all of his grandchildren are in private school, and so he has a lot to lose. 
Um, yeah. He didn't have, it took him a long time. I, my understanding was, you know, he drove like a modest car. He had a modest house for years and years and years and didn't, you know, jump on the I'm rich bandwagon thing. But then finally, I guess he got, he got turned <laughs> somewhere along the way. And he, yeah. So all these little ways they're chipping away. I mean, they're going to get somebody and they're going to flip. And then they're going to get the next person that that person, you know, uh, gather up the people that guy flipped on and they're going to flip. Yeah, I hope Because so. they all stole money. They did. That's just it. They all stole money. These corporations that don't pay any taxes, that don't mm-hmm. have to, th- that's part of that whole infrastructure problem is that it was supposed to be paid for by a bigger tax increase on these corporations. That's the thing that the Republicans wanted to take away well, of course. from the whole infrastructure program, which really pisses me off. It's the rich boy club. It's just like the clique in high school, the, the preppies, you know. It's, the, it's a structure that has been around forever in a million ways that we have seen up close and personal, you know? Yeah. There's that impenetrable group in, in school that's like the beautiful, wealthy ones that have everything, and you can't get into their clique. And then if you do get into their clique, you realize that they're vapid and disgusting people and you don't want to hang out with them anyway. <laughs> what a disappointment. You know, right. it's all shiny on the outside but kind of rotten on the inside. Sure. And that's kind of like, that's the analogy I use for it all the way up to the top, you know, they're the rich people that it's important to have the right bag and to have the right outfit and to have the right car, you know, but it's not important to have the right soul. Right. It's not important to have, be a good person. Well, they, that they're getting away with it. I mean, they these are. corporations and these companies and these rich, 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 super rich people that are getting away with not paying taxes. And that's one of them was Trump. And if we made these people pay taxes, we would be able to have and fund the entire infrastructure program. Yeah. And then, you know, it's exactly, it's funny because people, I know people make the comparison, but but it should be made more um boldly, more frequently, louder, that it's like Al Capone. I mean, they couldn't, we knew he was, they knew he was murdering people. They knew he was doing all this horrible criminal shit. Right. And he, and he, and he was the, the, the kingpin and the mat and the, and the, the godfather of all that kind of shit, basically. And, but what they got him on was tax evasion. Right. Exactly. What they needed was to take him down. And so they found a loophole and they got him. Well, that's what we need to do to Trump. I mean, it's as, as much as I know you said it's like petty, but the thing is, is maybe we can't get him for everything he's guilty of, but whatever we can get him for, we need to get him on it. Yeah. And take him down. He just needs to be taken down. And I don't care if people want to martyr him or turn him into, you know, uh, the, or say he was, you know, he was a victim or whatever. They're doing that anyway. All the people that are going to do that are already doing it. True. So I'm not worried about that. Well, the infrastructure programs don't include cyber crime now. Oh, right. Which, yeah, because that's not a problem. That's the biggest problem we have. Well, besides, you know, voting, voting rights are the biggest. Warren Buffett 
He's says, cybercrime is the number one problem with mankind and a bigger threat to humanity than nuclear weapons. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. I think climate change, I, you know, that I have a problem with saying anything is the worst problem because uh, voting rights is the worst problem. Climate change is the worst problem. Fucking cybercrime is the worst problem. There's a lot of worst problems. COVID is the worst problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I mean, we got some fucking problems, you know? Yeah, we've got Saying some problems. Saying one of them is the worst is kind of, kind of, I, that's one of our, that's one of our worst problems. <laughs> is <laughs> saying that things something is the worst because there's a lot of bad problems you know? well i think cyber he probably said that because cybercrime is gonna i mean if it hits if it hits the stock market or if it hits our water oh, yeah. supply or if it oh, hits yeah. you know all these or if it hits our, infra or our, our fucked up energy grids all over the place right i mean right. that's the problem like it's going to hit something i mean it it already it, the cost is ridiculous it costs yeah. us so much in damage stolen money uh intellectual yeah. property yeah getting a uh, post-attack disruption then you have the investigations and the restorations and i mean the deletion of all the data all of that yeah okay and then yeah. it's more profitable to these assholes than the illegal drug drug trade That's yeah another i mean thing. and russia's right on top of that shit oh man. my god yeah and then and we had five years where russia got a pass yeah five whole years yeah they you know did. or 40 whole years or whatever it was but we where we were kissing russia's ass which i would think these trump trumpers you know i'm so confused by trump followers it's like they're like america well, then fuck Putin, right? I mean, like, if you were, like, really, you know, patriotic about America, you'd be like, fuck Russia, because they've been trying to fuck us over since the beginning of time. Well, the problem is that people that that follow Trump, Trump has said that Putin's a good guy. I so know, they think but whatever Trump were, says. You know, I mean, <laughs> I just am always still flabbergasted by their stupidity. <laughs> I just like come on, you know. Don't you understand that that you're that what you're saying is contradictory? You can't be patriotic and like Russia. True. You know, the, if you think that, well, you need to go to fucking elementary school again. <laughs> you need to repeat the kindergarten through twelfth grade because <laughs> you, you're supposed to learn that shit. Well, it's true. It's true. Like the okay, so the pipeline attack earlier this year oh, that's yeah, that's that... done by a group that it called the dark side that these guys they're saying started in russia now they're kind of yeah. everywhere but get this these guys say our goal is not to make money or is our goal is to make money not to create problems for society i'm sorry what well that sounds just like the fucking republican government <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know i mean they this guys ought to go to lunch hang out true you know what i mean <laughs> it's the same fucking thing that's what i think pipelines are all digital now so that yep. is a problem but i what i'd like to see if these republicans want to hold up infrastructure let's let them wait in a gas line well you know they all need to die off because they're fucking old and that's the problem 
the problem is they don't even know. They couldn't even intelligently speak to Mark Zuckerberg about Facebook. And Facebook right. is for old people. Yeah, and they don't you know? know that. And 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 they don't. They're so behind on you know just functional technology that people use in their everyday life. Like those motherfuckers probably couldn't learn how to work from home. No, you know, I mean they don't embrace technology at all. They probably still use those. What are those called? Those black. Remember those? I can't remember the name. Blackberry. Of them. Yes, black your blackberries. Yes. Well, and probably, but you know, and then they've got somebody to do it for them is what it is. I mean, I love my new boss. She's so awesome. She does not hardly do, she does the things she does on the computer and that's all she does. And she has me for the rest. She's like, I'm her bitch. She's like, I need this. I need that. And I need to give it to her right now. You know what I mean? And you know, it's in a folder on the computer, but she doesn't go there. Oh, where does she go? She goes, shouldn't go into the, into the hub that is like for the whole business, you know, uh -huh. she only goes on her own computer is my under, is what I'm figuring out. I mean, I, I'm just learning slowly, but surely, but like, she just has a way she does things and that's the way she does them. And she's been doing them that way for 30 years and she isn't going to change. And she's really only going to do it for a couple more years and got, you know, and she's goddamn not going to do it, going to change for that, you know? <laughs> and so, you know, that's what she has a paralegal for is like she's like i need this settlement agreement from this case okay and then she'll tell you <laughs> she'll tell you an hour later i need that settlement agreement for the case well i sent it to you an hour ago she's like send it to me again because i don't want to look for it oh and so like th that's what you do you just do it you know and once you learn that that's what she needs then i just know when she's in a meeting or when she's i'm just ready to like send shit to her it's not hard yeah it's not like mentally challenging to figure out how to just send her something even over and over again, if that's what she wants. And she's real nice and she's very respectful and kind and funny as shit. <laughs> well, you're right. I mean, the older, these older people that are in government need to get up with the times or have people that are up with the times. Right. You know, I mean, the, if... If government is going to be making decisions, I'm sure, I, I'm not sure, but I would think that, like my boss, you know, she would say we need young whippersnappers in, in the government because they need to understand these things in order to make regulations about them and make laws about them and, you know, decisions for our country about them. Yeah. You know, we need young people who know what the fuck is going on, which, and, and are making decisions for everyone, not just for their own pocketbook. Right. One of the best appointments that Joe Biden made was Pete Buttigieg being made the uh, Secretary of Transportation. And I think I'm right about that. Yeah. What a great job for him. I mean, think about, he is 37, now he's 38 probably. And, uh, you know, it's been a year. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he's like savvy and smart and he's done all this different shit and he's young and he's also handsome. And he is just the right person to be in charge of transportation because transportation is digital. Yeah. Everything about it. Right. And see, that's just it. That you get these people, you get the young ones that are like that, but then you get the young ones that are like Matt Gates that sit there and are, they're all about themselves. All about themselves and how far they can get. And all they're looking at is the future instead of fucking doing their job. Yeah. 
which is getting legislation through or writing legislation instead of doing their Trump rallies that are so stupid. Right. And focusing on helping the American people in ways that are truly impactful for the everyday lives of American people. That is what their fucking job is. Right. I don't think they understand that. You know, I mean, like, clearly they have a disconnect about why they were elected. They weren't elected to just obstruct shit and get rich. They were elected to help make changes that would improve our lives because we pay their fucking paycheck. Right. And yes. their health insurance. And their life insurance. And their... You know, all their sh fucking shit that a lot of us don't have. Yeah, that we, that, and they take, they take granted for it. They do. Yeah, he is, like he, I was looking at the Matt Gates thing. What a piece of shit. <laughs> I know. Disgusting <laughs> piece of shit. He is. You know, and you know, it's funny because the first time I saw him, I thought, oh, he's handsome, right? But then I just, he just talked. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, he is so ugly. Every time I see his face, I'm like, ugh. Like, it gives me the creepy crawlies now. I know. And then, how could I have ever thought he was handsome? He's so gross. It's true. With with Trump, you know he's physically repulsive, um, whether you know what a repulsive human he is or not. He's still physically repulsive. Right. Even if he was a really nice guy, it would take a while to find him less physically repulsive. <laughs> <laughs> But he he's not. He's not a nice guy, so he's just gr gross from the get-go. But this Matt Gates, ugh, he, he, I, it took me a while to realize how disgusting he is. He really is. When people are ugly in the inside, it's all of a sudden they're just ugly. I feel yeah, like. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. He's, a, he's, like, he's like a shiny turd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my he God. He tries to gross. be all stylish and shit, right? <laughs> He thinks he's stylish with that hair. I mean, Elvis Presley, anybody? Like, what is that with this big, you know, pompadour on his he head? He has a bouffant. Yes, he does. <laughs> I mean, it's gross. Cut that mm -hmm. shit. It just looks ridiculous on your face. Oh, he's just, you know, you know, it's just, when is he going to go to jail? Yeah, that's, that's what, what I'm, I'm waiting, waiting for. for. Well, that's what exactly what I'm waiting for. Hey, on your birthday. Oh, yeah. What's I had his birthday. name? Got 22 years. I know. Chauvin, that yeah. bastard. And, you know, 22 years isn't enough. No. Because it's what not. is he going to serve? 11? Hopefully he serves all 22. That was the highest I, they I could possibly I just don't think he's going to live. I think, he, I think he got a death sentence by going to prison. They're going to kill him in there. You think so? Yeah. Well, I mean, if he ever way, gets released right? into general population, he's going to die. Wow. That would you be know, something. It's funny. It's funny because we were talking about, you know, in my new job, um, I can't, of course, I'll never talk about specifics, but in my new job, we deal with defending school districts uh, against uh, special education lawsuits by parents of, of children who are disabled in a variety of ways. And we have one case right now going on where there's a kid who is uh, not, he is not intellectually disabled. He is behaviorally disabled. So he has, uh, he can't control his impulses to hurt other people. And he's a big kid and he um, is like getting teenagery, you know? Yeah. So that, that's when it all starts to come out 
more is when. So he's like sociopathic, I think. I mean, they haven't said that because they don't diagnose them that way typically. He choked somebody till she was passed out, another student, because he got pissed. Oh, my gosh. So finally, he's getting removed from the school district. It takes a lot to remove a kid from a school district. Um, and it costs the school district, you know, an incredible amount of money to place that child somewhere else. You just don't know how many of your tax dollars are going to shit like that. Um, but we were talking about how this job gives us insight. Like, I was like, we just get to watch, like, from the beginning, the development of serial killers in this job. Wow. Like, that kid has the potential to be a serial killer, you know? And uh, I, you can see it. You, you know it. He's already causing physical damage and harm to people. And he said he would bring a gun to school and kill a bunch of people. And that, that was one of the things he got in trouble for. No, you can't say that anymore. I mean, I don't know if you ever could, but you really can't now, you know. But what are they going to do about him, period? Like, he needs help. They're going to put him, well, they're trying. I mean, they're putting him into a facility that, that keep the monitor that's in the residential where you live there. Oh, okay. And then people are supposed, are trained to educate you. And, and then also at the same time provide you FAPE, which is a free and appropriate public education, which is part of the code about what we have to provide as the government or as the, that the government has to provide a free and appropriate public education. Wow. Well, you know, that's left up to some kind of interpretation, but to the tune of, for some kids, dishing out $250,000. Wow. And that is our taxpayer dollars. And that's why schools don't have enough fucking money to buy art supplies. and you know? Yeah, because they're spending it on that stuff. You know? <laughs> right. Right, because they're just getting gouged for, like, huge amounts of money for, um, and it's getting worse and worse because more and more kids are diagnosed with um, disabilities, mental health disabilities, a lot. And parents yeah. aren't taking any of the blame for it or not, they're not even I think they, I think they are a lot of them. I mean, I see the worst cases because, you know, it doesn't get to litigation unless, unless something major's gone down. I mean, or, or the parent is really litigious or, I mean, I'm sure there's going to come a time when I see a case where I think the parent has the right, is correct, you know? Yeah. And my clients are the school districts. And sometimes I want to say to the school district, like, you need to, you know, you need to know what your responsibility is to these parents. And, like, when you're supposed to provide a, a record to them, uh, provide it within the time frame that you're given, not a month later. Because then when they sue you, <laughs> you're going to be yeah. fucked. <laughs> right? But, like, they're really busy and they're short-staffed. Just like, you know, during COVID, it's been like, I just want to go in there to every hearing and say... It's COVID. I mean, what the fuck do you think? You know, these people, everybody had to adjust. And these these educators, it was the I think it was probably the hardest on them of all people. Well, here's the thing. We ha we have a short memory. We always did. Oh yeah, yeah. And we always do. And so what's yeah. happened now is that we are getting back to normal or yeah. we are sliding into normal. Very yeah. slowly, and we're getting back to our old ways. Yeah. And it's going to come across. And then across. fuck teachers again. <laughs> yeah. 
Teacher, I mean, it's not going to be important anymore. Like, the nurses aren't going to be important. Doctors aren't going to be important. Medicare is not going to be important anymore. I mean, anything that's not in front of our faces, we have learned, is not important anymore. It's just what is in front of us. That's how they get away with everything. That's right. That's why. Because, I mean... Look at the look at the pipeline and the gas shortages. Uh, what was that? Oh, a month ago? Yeah, people, two months yeah, ago? Yeah, it was. And people were putting gas in trash bags and fucking... Right. And now that's... We don't even think about it. We don't think about it. But did the problem get fixed? Absolutely Hell not. No. no, it did not. And it won't. Right. Because yeah. we can't seem to move forward on legislation for infrastructure. On anything. Or anything. I mean, anything. part of that infrastructure program... And this is probably turned into more of a podcast about infrastructure, but it's just so important because it's also part of that, the schools and the daycares and all of that teachers, that was part of the infrastructure that was taken out by the Republicans also. Right. So that goes to you like that, that shit was all taken out. Yeah. So the only thing that, they, I mean, the only thing that we really got in that program, and I think that Biden's still working on it. Yeah. I'd like to see it go through soon, but I'm sure he's still working on it. But the only thing, and, and then the Republicans are like, look at us. Hey, hey, they got their hands raised because they're, they're helping. They're, they're all being bipartisan. No, you're fucking yeah. not. You're, no, you're all fucking you're not. Care about is getting your way, and your right. way was road and bridges and that's buildings. It. Right, that's it. Yeah, that's what you. Well, think. clearly we need the clearly we need the buildings. <laughs> you know, right. it's not funny. I'm sorry, I, I I giggled about that, but it's not it's not funny. You know, like right. I mean, p- <laughs> Miami is suffering. More people died. More people died in that in one minute. Then died and all kinds of other things, you know, that, that we consider frightening and scary. Right. No, it is, that is terrifying to me that you are asleep at two o'clock in the morning and your building collapses. And, right, right. We talked about it, didn't we talk about like the mudslides and I was saying how that pregnant lady died when the mud came into her house, like hit her house and, yeah. and, and killed her while she was in her bed. That was one person. Right. And that's terrifying to me. Right. And then, but we're talking about a high rise, you know, like everyone and people in just in their home. Well, you know, and I thought about this because of where it is. It's in really close to the ocean and right. And now everybody wants to live super close to the ocean. Guys, that's sand. It is sand, and they just keep right. building and building. They do it here in Corpus. They do it in Louisiana. They keep building, rebuilding. Hurricanes come in and wash you out. It's like the it's like kids with Legos. They just they're building shit, and then they knock it down, and then they build and then shit, they build it and again. then they knock it down. <laughs> I know. I don't know how they have the resilience to do that. And then you know the other thing is uh, salt air. So. You know, I when I was in the Navy, I, I fixed uh, navigational optical equipment like binoculars, ship's binoculars, Allidade, sextants, if anybody knows what those are. And then, so the ships would go out, and when they came back, those those uh, devices would be fucked, <laughs> for yeah. lack of a more technical term. And then we'd <laughs> have to fix them, right? Because it was the salt air that corroded everything, that, right. um, that, that the paint got 
chipped off. You know, I mean, like, think salt air did more damage than you could possibly imagine. And so I think about all those buildings, they're in the salt air, too, with the wind, with the salt in the air. Right. You know, so, like, you don't even think about how much erosion that causes. Oh, my gosh. You, if needs you came much down more here upkeep. and looked or lived at the beach, you would see it. And it is mm-hmm. awful. It really is. Right. These buildings, I mean, you're just watching them rebuild. They tear them down and they rebuild. They tear them down and, and, and they you, rebuild. All you have to do, just a simple test, is to look and see that the paint will get worn off of a building. Like, how much faster than a right. regular building, like, not near the salt, salty air. Right. And then... It's really a sped up process. And it's not that easy to wear paint down. No, it's not. And that building, I mean, I'm thinking it was it was built in the 80s. And in my head, you know, the 80s was yesterday. But yeah, my it, house was built in 83. And that's what I mean, like your house. But that house or that building is on sand. Yeah. And it was already leaking. Like, they kept yeah. saying how it would flood. Ugh. These are just things. We know that water kills. I mean, water's the thing that d- is the most destructive thing to buildings of all. Sure. And if you have a leak, you can't let it go. I mean. Right. And that's just yeah. it. They've had, they had multiple, people really think that nothing's going to happen until it happens. Until it happens. Right. They just put their blinders on and just keep on going. It's so sad. I mean, like, uh, I think sometimes you have to, I mean, I, in some ways I understand why people do that because it's, life is hard, you know, and you, in order to function and do the next thing you have to do each day to survive. Right. That's a coping mechanism to do that. And, um, I, I believe that there's, you know, there's so many things to deal with in this world, not seeing that and not noticing that is not such an unreasonable idea, you know? Yeah. Those people assume their home is safe. Sure. Sure. You know, I mean, they assume the building they live in is going to be, it isn't going to fucking fall down. Right. How many buildings have you gone into in your life and you've gone up to the 21st floor, the 28th floor or whatever, and never even thought twice about it? Well, and it's so funny, too, because I'm really terrified of heights. And, I mean, I guess it's gotten worse as I've gotten older. Um, I don't test it out very often or anything. But, um, you know, when we went in the Space Needle, that's real fucking high. And um, I was very uncomfortable with that. I was really uncomfortable when Morgan or Mom would, like, or Matthew would, like, go up to the window and look down or, you know, like, I was like, oh, my God, what if it just fell off? You know, I guess what happens is I, I I, play out a scene in my head where the destructive thing occurs. Right. And I and I can't help it, you know. So I, like, see, I visualize it. And then I'm terrified and, I, and then I'm, like, frozen and fucking unable to function. <laughs> right. That's what happens to people who are afraid of heights. So then, I mean, it was like every fucking thing we did. We went on the Ferris wheel. Like, oh. why did I do that? Yeah, why would you? I and it, don't like Ferris wheels. Oh, my God. And it had those swinging gondola cages. Ah! I mean, because they all wanted to do it, you know, and I'm not a killjoy, and I'm a, an adventurous person. So I went on it, and I just 
like tolerated it. And um, I was terrified the whole time, pretty much the whole time. I didn't really enjoy it. No. And then I was like, look, you know, I took one for the team. So stop making me do shit like this. Like, I think we've done enough of that shit. Like, <laughs> let's do some things on the ground. You know what I mean? And um, I don't, I'm not scared of an airplane. Mom was pointing out, why are you not afraid of being in the airplane? I was like, well, because I've been on the airplane my, my whole life and you're not looking out. You're not seeing what's going on. Yeah. It's and a you're visual in a, issue. It's almost like being in a car. Right. And, 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 you know, the statistics say that, you know, I mean, if you're going to die in a plane crash, you know, that's pretty statistically un unlikely. I mean, really statistically unlikely. And if it's your time, I guess it's your time. But, and car crashes are just much more likely. Right. Since I'm on a blood thinner, I'll probably die from that. So I'm just more afraid of that, I guess. I'm not even really afraid of that because I get in a car every damn day of my life. Right. No, I mean, I it's a legit fear when you're like on a cliff or you're yeah. high up on something that is open. Ugh, it's not the, the same as a plane. It's not. Yeah. And we, we went to Crater Lake and like, oh my God, at one point Matthew decided to whip the car around to go the other way. And it was like we were going right towards the edge, and it was on a, and it was on my side where when it got flipped around, like I was on the edge of the Ooh. cliff, and I was like, "I hate you." I told him, "I fucking hate you," and I'm not gonna forgive you for this. <laughs> and he was like, "God damn it!" You know? And I was like, "That was terrifying." Yeah. And you should not have done that. Right. There should have been a better fucking way to do that. But he wanted to take this picture or something. I'm like. They, they just, all three of them didn't understand that I was terrified. I'm stressed out. My body hurt wow. from being tense, you know, the whole time. So I really didn't enjoy many portions of it. I still think it was like the best vacation, but like. Yeah, that's, well, you did, you did the sightseeing things and that's yeah. the fun part. Yeah. So. And, and, and I, I tolerated that stuff. And then I'm like, then when we would go do something I wanted to do, like shop. <laughs> Matthew would be like, well, and I'm like, look, bitch, I did the <laughs> I did the gondola. <laughs> right. So you can, so you, can you can just pull up your big girl panties and come shopping <laughs> with me. That's right. All right. Let me get into the word of the week. It's ransomware. And yeah. do you know what ransomware is? Now I thought ransomware and cyber thing or cyber world. Yeah, I thought that was the same thing. Well, ransomware is actually what goes on the actual data that goes on the computer that gets in through emails and yep. other things. And that's what's happening is people are like opening emails or they get into the system. Click on, a, click on an attachment right. or something. And that's what, yeah. one of these things, I mean, it, it just doesn't infect the company that, that this ransomware is in. I mean, it it affects like public health and safety it yeah. can we saw that with the pipeline how it affects yeah. people but if it got into like a hospital or if it yeah. got into all these other things people gotta they have to be more careful about opening stupid emails but they're getting smarter these people are getting smarter yeah. they're making the emails look like they're legit from yeah, somebody they, for, yeah it happened at my work when i at jim's office uh, several years ago, it was still kind of, I, it was still seems like it was kind of new. It might not have been new, but it was new to us. I mean, I never clicked on anything if it, if I didn't ex really know, right? right? We had a receptionist. She was not the brightest bulb. There were like a thousand things. I couldn't give her a fax job. Oh my goodness. That'll tell you. 
right? I'd be like, um, that was about the all those pages were front and back. Did you did you fax the back pages? <laughs> She's like, oh no. I'm like, well, that needs to be done again. And we look like idiots. She clicked on a thing that was ransomware. Some some crazy thing popped up on her computer screen that said, You're fucked. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then she shut off her monitor and left for the day. <gasps> and didn't tell us. So here's the thing. If you get a ransomware, if you click on something, if you're if 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 you make the mistake, right? And somehow they got in and you accidentally opened it. Then turn your computer off yeah. all the way. Shut it down. That's the, you have to shut your computer down. And take it off the So internet. it doesn't infect the entire network. And tell whoever is there that it happened and shut down your server right then. Shut your server down. because So it doesn't get into the, doesn't start getting through your server. Right. Because it's like a virus. It's going to go really fast. Right. So, so that's the thing. So she fucked up. Then she didn't tell anyone. Then we had a ransomware that was like, I think my boss ended up paying like $2,000 or something for it. And he, I, I believe he didn't have to, I don't know if I remember correctly. I, I feel like he, I feel like he paid our IT guy to restore a backup for us. And, but we paid $2,000 to our IT guy, not to the ransomware people. Right. But that's because we had a backup of our system from, like, the day before that we could just restore. But it wasn't, like, just restore. It was it was hard. It wasn't easy. Right. And at my new job, we have – it's a much bigger company. And we have kick-ass IT team that has six folks on it. And they have built up all this security for us. And I never see anything that isn't – that is predatory. Right. It doesn't come through so far. Well, that's just it. These guys aren't Robin Hood. Like, they're not giving the money to the poor people. Like, no, this is, no. these people are in it to make money. You know? Yeah. That's the, yeah, they're stealing. It's, it's, it's the new way to steal. I mean, it's, it's just theft. Yeah. I read an article where it says Russia is actually enabling these hackers to do this and skimming money off the top. Oh, sure. Like taking the cut. Yeah. Because we're not yeah. talking about piddly $2,000. We're talking about millions. Millions. Right. I mean, I yeah. saw they showed a snapshot of when somebody got a ransomware, and it was something like, you will pay $2 million. Wow. Right. Well, you have all these companies now, and including local governments... Your local governments are paying insurance policies for this oh, yeah. stuff. Insurance right. policies. And they, and they don't, yeah, so insurance companies are getting rich, and they're not willing to include it in infrastructure. Right. Because they'd rather the insurance companies get rich and everybody get fucked intermittently. That's right, because insurance companies rule the world. Insurance companies and lawyers. But, yeah, I mean, insurance companies, you paying, I can't, when did that happen? Like, that is a thing, and it didn't happen yesterday. So this must have been going on for a very long time because local government is usually pretty slow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And and the majority of the people at the top don't know what the fuck's going They don't understand it. Right. They're making decisions about things they don't understand. Right. Right. And, uh, and so who's convincing them to do what? For what reason? Exactly. 
Exactly. Companies are more likely to pay the insurance policy and cross their fingers and hope for the best than, you know, than go and let this infrastructure program go forward and their taxes. Address the problem. And address the problem. Correct. Well, and you know, it's just like everything else. It's the, it's the band-aid approach. I mean, it's always the band-aid approach. We'll just slap a band-aid on it. And then later when the limb falls off, because it has gangrene, right? you know, (laughs) we'll be like, well, (laughs) shit, we just lost the leg. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. You know, how can we, how, how did that happen? It's true. It's true. I don't think I got, you know, cyberbullying or cyber, you know, attacks and ransomware. I didn't like connect those two. And that might have been just like a dumb ass thing from me. But I'm just, I can't. Because you didn't experience it. Right. Because it didn't happen in your, in your realm. Right. 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 And I only really uh, started to get it because it did happen. Well, it happened again also. At another law firm that I was at. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and that was a bigger law firm. I was only there for four months because it was a shit show. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but like, like another receptionist, it's always the receptionist. You know, they're underpaid. <laughs> yes, they are. Well, that's so a throwaway job, right? For sure. They don't give a shit. No. They're like, whatever. So, like, but she at least told somebody, and then we all shut our computers down right then and got our IT guy in. But it was another ransomware, but it didn't fuck us because she shut her computer down immediately. Yeah, smart girl. And so then the, it wasn't that big of a deal. We just replaced her computer. And I think in that case, it came through the Dropbox. Are you familiar with the Dropbox? Yes. In that case, it came through a, an attachment that was sent uh, through the Dropbox. Oh, man. Yeah, and that's pretty scary because... I mean, in our law firm, we used the Dropbox because there's lots of really big... Not Now, at this law firm where I work, I mean, they got their shit together. They have their own thing called the One Hub that is a Dropbox, but it is very secure. And we invite people to it, you know, and I can't even invite people to it. IT has to invite them. Yeah. I have to send a request and then they invite them. And in fact, I have to ask the legal assistant to send a request. I can't even do it myself. Wow. So, I mean, there's just like so many layers of, of um, security. But I, at my last law firm, I just used the Dropbox because you have a document that has 10,000 pages in it. Yeah. It ain't going through an email. Right. You wow. know, you, somebody's got to be, and you use Google Docs. Well, Google Docs is just like um, Dropbox, except it's more of a pain in the ass and it doesn't fucking work right. Right. So Google Docs is another one I think is very susceptible to. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be real careful. Yeah. Well, I, what do you do if you go to your Google Docs and there's a document in there, you assume you put it in there? True. I don't right? know. If somebody put a document in there that has a fucking virus in it, that if you opened it up... Need to be careful. Right. I try to name all my stuff, but I don't use it that often. I only use it for this, so... Right, and it doesn't work. No, it doesn't <laughs> usually work. It only works for John. <laughs> oh, isn't that weird? I mean, maybe, I mean, I just, when you send me an invite, I don't see an attachment ever. So. That's weird. I would think it was a, an attachment, or do I have to go to your portal somehow? But I don't see how to do that. I don't know. I'll try I just harder. send it. I don't, I don't even know, because I just send it. So I don't know how that all 
works. I just do it through Word, and then I send it. All of the workings of of how we do the podcast. Know, exciting just, and I don't understand. I don't know. I rely oh on. Oh my other gosh! People. You know what? It's so funny because like someone was saying to me, everybody and their dog does a podcast, and we are proof. And it's true. Everybody and their dog does a podcast. And then I'll read. I read People Magazine. Of course, I've admitted that before. But every fucking celebrity has a podcast. It, uh, they do. Every they do. celebrity, and and COVID only increased that. Yeah. Yeah. So we might be just doing this for you and me. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have but, any out, other outlet, I think. You know? I know. Right. And they and people are interested in what they have to say a lot of the time because they're famous. True. Didn't you say that we had a bunch of something on Instagram? Mm. People, people like noticed us on Instagram or something? Oh, on Instagram. No, um, it wasn't that. I posted a, I posted something and the talk got huge oh so i don't know maybe more people will listen now well i you'll have to look on the instagram check out our instagram i know i'm i i almost never look at instagram because i'm old <laughs> but i do find that if i look on instagram i can see more things about my daughter and so because she's only 29 <laughs> right so i really need to up my game in the instagram world anyway so what I did was <laughs> I got 102 comments on wow. one of my posts. I know. And it was the post about Trump lost. Oh, the, ha -ha. The truck. Did people get upset about it? Fuck Trump. Oh, my gosh. Oh, did, did people get, get upset, upset about it? Oh, oh we'll they got upset. Them. Oh, I just want to see him get all excited. And yeah, it was pretty, <laughs> I don't know. It oh, went Trump, on. Trump and lost. On. Was it that? Was it that uh, truck that? Yes. Had the, yeah, I love that. Yeah, you have to go on there and read all the comments because. Well, it I have was to find bad. it. Like, what's your handle? Uh, that's nice that you don't know that. It is because <laughs> I t I say it every week, but oh. it's Instagram. Oh, yeah, what it's the in f? Thing. Uh, underscore America. Am I following us on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna kill you. Do you hate me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess I'm supposed to. Now it wants me to update, motherfucker. <laughs> See? Okay, Why can't I just do, it? do that? Anyway, uh, let me okay. let me say one last thing about the ransomware. The DOJ okay. has formed the new DOJ has formed an internal team to deal with this increased threat. There you go. Okay. So well, we'll see. It's we'll on see the who, way. We'll Biden. see who starts getting on the take in that fucking. I know. Um, section, I know. right? Well, well. finally, we have a Department of Justice that isn't, that has a, a president that's going to be hands-off, which is nice. And right. then um, I saw something, just real quick, I saw something, I read an article where Bill Barr was talking about how he fell out with Trump. Oh, yeah, what, I loved it. What his, what his perspective was on that. That Trump was bullshit? I loved it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, ha ha, but you know, it doesn't make Bill Barr any less of a son of a bitch. But no, it doesn't, not at all. But at least he said it out loud, you know, once. But he kissed his ass the whole rest of the time because it right. was in his own best interest. I mean, he he betrayed his oath, right? I, I think he ruined his legacy, which was pretty formidable prior to getting well, into bed with Trump. Giuliani ruined his. Oh my god! Legacy. Right? He. 
Yeah, well, and Julian, but you know, with Giuliani, you got he's fucking crazy. Well, like he is when you, now, if you listen to him, he's off his rocker. He is, and like at least Bill Barr, like he is sane. Yeah, <laughs> and you know he is. He's sane, and and he made a sane decision and choice. Whereas I think Giuliani's just you know like a fucking loose cannon and just yeah can't, he's can't nuts. focus. You know he's nuts, but like Bill Barr's not. And so he made an incognizant choice to uh, sell his soul to the devil. True. You know? And so, I mean, whatever. But it was nice to read that. It was they're great. All kind of, they're, they're all kind of having their adverse effects of, of getting in bed with Trump. With the wrong yep. crowd. Right? Yep. Yep. Oh, you just, you still see it, though. Like, people are going out of their way to say... Oh, you know, he's being he's being railroaded or it's a witch oh, hunt or all the rest of it. Yeah. Or he's gone. Why don't you just leave him alone now? Because the effects He's not gone enough for me. Right. He's not gone enough. <laughs> and the effects of I need him gone to, in a much more substantive way. <laughs> yeah. He needs to be way gone. Like in the effects of the things that he did in four years, like that is still with us. We are still yeah. dealing with it out in the um, out in the country in Portland and and uh, Washington. There are Trump signs, just like here in Texas. Wow! Like out in somebody's yard, like hanging a flag hanging on their fence or some shit like that. Still, yeah. Um, I saw like five of them driving around, and those are just the ones I noticed. I, tr I tried not to notice because I wanted to have a good, happy vacation. Uh, there's just so many still hangers on. That are right. still ha that's still happening. You saw my name. I love that picture of your dog shitting in front of the Trump sign down the street. But um, like a few houses over, I have to see it every single day. This bullshit, right? This Trump bullshit, right? You he's know. not gone. I he's not last gone. night. We had a fucking asshole going around the park in their golf cart with a big Trump flag, twenty twenty four on the back. God, that really made me angry because I shouldn't have to have that in my face like you can have it on your property and i i can avoid it but for you to be parading around like in front of me all the time with your stupidity it just oh my goodness i was just who, yeah who who did that with obama nobody like carried around an obama sign for like five years after he was gone i know you know <laughs> i mean like it's the it's the difference between the level of class between the Republicans and the Democrats. The Democrats have more class. Yeah, it's true. As a, as a whole. I'm not saying there aren't any Democrats that are classless. There are certainly classless trolls in the Democratic side. Yeah. But it's just not anywhere near as many. No. Or as obvious or outspoken or, you know, where it I think that they, the they try to, I think the Democrats really do try to keep decorum at all right. times. And they want to focus on making progress while they can. Right. Instead of focusing on bullshit. Right. Absolutely. You know, and so, I mean, we've got a window of time where we can make some progress. Our goal is to make some progress. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if it gets taken away from us, at least we made some, you know, and, and they don't need to be executive orders. They need to be things that cannot be undone. Like the fact that they did such a good job with the ACA that the Supreme Court upheld it. 
you know, that they cannot take away the Affordable Care Act because it was put together in such a way that it cannot be undone. Right. Those fuckers can champion him all day long, but everything he did was a house of cards. Nothing he did was substantive. That was, the, I used that word way too many times this, this fucking podcast. Nothing that he did was, was uh, solid and not undoable. Right. So, That's, yes, so, because he didn't do it. Like, yeah. he didn't do it. It was all smoke and mirrors. Yeah, because he wasn't the leader they held him up to be and that they still think he was. Right. Because they can't look at him and see the reality of who he is. They've made up a story about who he is, and that's what they're hanging on to. And it's not true. But luckily, he was feeble and ineffective. Right. And so now, undoing the things that he did, for the most part, isn't as difficult as it would otherwise be. And in the meantime, Joe is fighting, 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 to get things done that cannot be undone in the future. Correct. And I think that's why he's fighting so hard for that infrastructure to be right. perfect. He right. wants it and to, to be, be right. bipartisan. Right. You know, like, I know we think, like, fuck it, you know? Slide it in there, whatever way you can slide it in there, you know? But at the same time, I mean, he wants, he wants them to be dedicated to it so that later... If they had a hand in doing it, that they feel a sense of pride and ownership of it. So that they will fight for it not to be undone. Very good point. That's he has a, very a long good point. he has the long goal. You know, he sees the future. He cares about the future of right. this country. He doesn't just care about what's happening with him right now. Right. Or the right. yes, the years that he's right here. You're right. right. That's a good point. Yeah, and that's how you actually get a good legacy. Yeah. Exactly right. The legacy that he will leave behind will be really, really great, like Obama. Right. And even better. I think he's even better than Obama. Yeah. I mean, he's got a lot worse situation to deal with than Obama had. And granted, Obama had a terrible economy to deal with and a lot of of things. But he had Joe by his side intelligently. Yeah. He picked Joe. And Joe was really helpful and very hands-on and active. And now, as a president, Joe has brought all these things to the table that I didn't I didn't want him to be the president because he was so old yeah he's doing a great job he is doing a great he, job he's he has really surprised me well let's end this on that great note okay. and next week we are going to do the opioid crisis and the oh. China connection to that please subscribe rate review and comment Share us with your friends and keep the conversation going at Facebook, What the F America, Instagram, What the F underscore America, Melissa, okay. <laughs> Twitter at WTF America, and you can email us at capital WTFA pod at gmail.com. I'm Renee Jones. And I'm Melissa House. <laughs> Thanks for listening to What, what the, the Fuck, fuck America. America.